Lucy Ludwell inherited her father's Virginia residence in 1767. At the time, she was living as a member of the social elite in London with her husband, John Paradise. Although John had been a linguist and scholar of some note, the couple had never seen a substantial improvement in their financial standing. Upon John's untimely death, Lucy was left near destitute and forced to depart London for the residence her father had left her in the old colonial capital of Virginia. Neighbors and community members took notice of Lucy's eccentricities like excessive bathing and aimless carriage rides that never left her back porch. Her strange behaviors were seen as indicators of insanity, and the community had her committed to the public hospital for persons of insane and disordered minds. She lingered within its walls for two years before committing suicide. Since then, visitors and those who have stayed within the Ludwell Paradise House have said they can still hear the sound of a woman bathing despite the bathroom being empty. Many stories of unusual haunting surround not only the private residence, but many other of the restored structures of the old colonial capital. This case file joined the theorists as they tell you less than sober spooky tales of the hauntings of Colonial Williamsburg. Welcome to Alien Theorist Theorizing Case File. 195 Williamsburg, West Virginia hauntings. No. Definitely no? as East Virginia as you can get, pretty much. <laughs> East Virginia. So, yeah. Mountain mama. mama. Take me Take home. Take me home. Geography is not their strong Talking about road. ghosts and scary shit. I'm Braden. I'm Zell. I'm Dan. And I'm Andrew. It's a goddamn Woo! heat dome, boys. Heat dome. It is. Let's just, before we get into this case file for a second, <laughs> let's just get into this. In Lytton, B.C. yesterday, as recording says so Sunday, it was one of the hottest places on Earth. But and they right beat now, it today. It's hotter in Canada than it is in Mexico. It's hotter, hotter in Kelowna, British Columbia than fucking Kandahar. You, you guys are thinking it in the wrong frame of mind. You need to be thinking like, hey, I'm living in the hottest time ever recorded in history. That's some bullshit, man. It's That's awful. No hottest one, time no one's so thinking far. That. Lytton, BC was 47 today. That's insane. That is a Canadian record. The hottest, the hottest it's ever been in Canada. Ever. 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 It got up to, I think, 41 here today in Kelowna, and the cab of our vehicle at work didn't get any cooler than 37 degrees. Dude, <laughs> literally was, swimming. Honestly, my my thermometer on the island said 39 degrees. I'm literally beside the ocean. And you know what the worst part about being beside the ocean and between ocean and mountains is? Humidity. You would think that as the sun goes down, 
the heat get it gets colder. It doesn't. It gets no. hotter. It gets well, hotter. The water here. retains the heat. Like, so what happens is the heat all rise. It pushes up the mountainside, and then when it cools off, all the heat comes rushing back down. And it just like like between it's seven thirty p.m. now. It's like it's heating up still. It's unbelievable. <laughs> the worst time on the island is like from four to like nine p.m. Because it's just unbelievable. Honestly, it's so That's dry awesome. right now. You could like rub two blades of grass together and start a forest fire. Yep. All <laughs> I need is one good uh, gender reveal party and you guys are fucking yeah. one scorched earth. <laughs> one firework display and it's over. My fucking pants are catching on fire every time I walk, buddy. Forget blades <laughs> of grass. <laughs> that chaffinch is I could so only nice. imagine the slug trailer you're leaving behind right now. Oh, it's oh, oh, dude, everywhere. disgusting. Oh, Call me Slimer, buddy. Buddy, just a geyser of swass just pouring out. <laughs> Oh, it's it's Ugh. it's absolutely <laughs> unbelievable. The boys are a little bit on the liquor to fight the heat wave. Fighting tonight, the heat, so, uh, gotta be. For Cheers. a little bit sloppier than normal. Cheers. You know why? <laughs> mm. um, ah. But Williamsburg, Colonial Williamsburg. Dan, how come every video I watched of Colonials Williamsburg, I just pictured you there in full costume? Because Colonial Williamsburg is a uh, it is a re like a reconstructed town where they which is in out. west virginia right it's, it's not west, it is in, it's in west no, virginia it is in east virginia it's in west virginia and mountain mamas is that what you're saying no Next it's, not, home. it's not even near the mall it's it's technically like real built like just north of okay. like swampland okay um so west virginia east of the fucking mountain mamas we got it yes i think i think for you guys you think like the entire east coast is just all virginia like it's all west virginia to you guys that's, that's what yeah. it seems yeah. like to us I, yep no tomato deal. potato man yeah that makes sense okay yeah. Hey, just before uh, Dan gives what it is, got a quick mention. This was the monthly Ron Pond fan pick off Patreon. That's right. Again, Indeed. so if it if it sucks, it's your fucking it's your fault. fault. Also, it's your fucking this, fault. This beat out Chupacabra. Yeah, what the what's wrong with you guys? It did. This is the, yeah, it's the Ron Pond fan pick <laughs> poll at ten dollar tier, and we're gonna start. For, we're gonna start asterixing. It. Putting asterisks beside the ones you we want you to vote for. There's a, just an arrow, an arrow beside, yeah, like, in the in the actual title. There's nothing wrong with Colonial Williamsburg. It, there's it nothing is wrong. One of the most haunted places, or but it is it's considered not, one of the haunted places. It's not chupacabra. the chupacabra. It's not. Chupacabra. It's not the chupacabra. Yeah, that's true. How many, but, buddy, how many was, 90s pop punk songs are about it? None. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> Dude, I was so ready. I had my sombrero ready to go. I had I was gonna shave my little little pencil mustache. I was ready to go for Chupacabra. Just caught me by surprise. I didn't have any white powdered wigs. Maybe that's why they voted that in to save us all from a fucking horrendous Mexican accent that Braden was gonna do. <laughs> Say, yeah. I wasn't gonna do any accents. Yeah, I got sure. two accents. Saved us from the internet police. So. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Colonial Williamsburg, uh, it is one of the oldest settlements uh, in the, it is the old capital of Virginia. It is the colonial capital of uh, Colonial Virginia. And it's been around for, you know, it was founded like 300 years ago. Uh, you have a long history of people living there and dying there. Uh, plenty of wars, massacres, epidemics, yeah. everything that could possibly Murders. happen. There. I mean, you can imagine <laughs> what was happening. Yeah, it, it is colonial times. People want to think about, like you guys, like Brayden just mentioned, you can think about like people in powdered wigs uh, going up and down in dirt roads and carriages. It probably wasn't really like that. It's really like a lot of people dying. <laughs> it's most of it. <laughs> um, Sounds like the type of place you'd want to pay and visit. Sounds like really fun and exciting. Uh, well, they they definitely like uh, 
you know, make it a little bit more palatable to, to people yeah. uh, visiting. This is right over there to the left is where thousands of people died. And right on the right here is where we can turn some butter. Well, go ahead. <laughs> step on up. I well, mean, if you want to get specific say about that it. In like, the, like theater actor, thespian talk the whole time. Mm. Turneth thy butter to yeah. the right. Uh, to be a little bit more specific, like it's not it's not one of the first English settlements. I mean, you have Jamestown, which was the first permanent English settlement in the Americas, and that was established uh, in 1607 uh, by the Virginia Company of London. And that one's actually six miles from Williamsburg. So um, Jamestown is where they actually found like just a couple of years ago. I remember them finding like archaeologists doing a couple excavations. there. They found evidence of there. Jamestown was not a fun place to be because at one point, like they revert, they had to revert to cannibalism. At one point, uh, like they found an actual, uh, they found actual remains of a young, what seemed to be a young girl who had markings on her where it's obviously she had been killed and perhaps eaten. Did her, did, did anyone have fun back then? Is what I want to, like, I don't even think fun was a thing. Back no, then. they were fucking making Wendigos left and right. Yeah, yeah people like, awful. I was going to say, did, did any of those descendants escape into the national park system and set up camp? Definitely. Uh, Maybe. I don't know. National you Park System us. was probably established like a hundred years later, but <laughs> you were well, there. So they, you they tell escaped us. into the national park bef before it became designated, and they've set up shop, and that's where you get the stories of cannibals. It all makes sense now. So Williams Colonial Williamsburg wouldn't be one of the older oldest settlements uh, in the United States. You naturally have a a slew of hauntings there. Um, you have, you know, with with all of the, you know, just, you know, the, the amount of people who have lived there and the the length of time of which has existed and just having the constant things there. Just you have a lot of these locations, which tortured are tortured souls for 100 yeah. years, trapped yeah. souls all over the state, boiling pot. It's definitely considered one of the more haunted places on the East Coast. Um, they have regular ghost tours at Colonial Williamsburg, and there are a lot of places that people have reported seeing something, feeling something, uh, you know, those creepy, uh, you know, fingers going down your, you know, chills down your spine, people seeing strange apparitions and dark windows at night. And because this place is like it is, you know, constantly staffed, you have people there, whether it's security um, working in the actual because it's kind of like Colonial Williamsburg now at this point, it's kind of like a theme park. You know, spooky Disneyland. Well, spooky. <laughs> well, Bush Gardens, Bush Gardens is right there too, and Water Country USA. So it's both near amusement parks. Um, Never heard future paw trip. Hello, yeah. No. Hello. I think the Bush no, Gardens there is when I went on my first. It had a Loch Ness monster roller coaster, and I was the first uh, roller coaster I ever rode as a kid. It was fucking awesome. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's still there. Uh, so yeah, and um, so you have people there. Uh, who have worked there for times because they do have paid actors there now doing reenactments and um and things like this so you, you have this people going inside these houses you have these houses that have been around and preserved for hundreds of years dan and dan just i gotta interrupt you why are you on this podcast and why are you not doing that that feels like there's been nothing more more right? in your real house ever right than doing that are are you lying to us and you actually are doing that that's what i want to know I, I, feel posted, like you have I posted to. i posted this video in the chat of this like thespian actor being like and i heard the baby crying late at night and i was like that's dan yeah. this is dan's future 
uh for my, it doesn't it definitely doesn't pay that much i believe like i don't i don't think anybody does this it's more like a hobby. This. Yeah, like, dan, yeah. dan, there's no way you're making enough off the podcast to survive so you've got to have a second job this must be it and if oh, it's yeah, not just, someone just in virginia like two hours to go down there two hour commute down to williamsburg it's probably room and board included keep trying to change the subject dan that's all i'm saying buddy we're on you <laughs> I, no, the subject is Colonial Williamsburg. I'm not trying to get you. are trying to get off. We know you're doing it. We know you're moonlighting. How many, Dan, I just feel like how many first dates have you taken to Colonial Williamsburg? <laughs> None, because it's two hours away. That's not that far. <laughs> Worth it. I, I feel like that would be my play if I was you. If I was you, I'd be like, I'm of a soy from white. Like, hey, what do you, you want to go on a date? I'm like, hey. <laughs> You ever been to Colonial Williamsburg? Look, I don't. T- it's not Colonial Williamsburg. The Renaissance Dan, Fair, the Maryland Renaissance Fair, is closer to Dan, my house. So I would go Dan, to the Maryland many, Renaissance Fair before Dan, I would go to Colonial how many Williamsburg. Times, <laughs> how many times you made it to second base at a Renaissance Fair, buddy? Come on, I'm gonna t- be honest. Twice. Oh, sorry. How do you, how, wait. <laughs> how do you say it again? Renaissance. Oh yeah, Renaissance. Renaissance. Oh. Renaissance. Renaissance. Wow. Uh, and is that m- second base now, or is that second base in Ray Nelson's times? <laughs> oh, good point. That's good. That's a good question. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the standards were back then in Ray It's one of the things I I'm don't pretty know. Sure, pretty sure you had oh, a sex through a, like a bed sheet or something back then, because there's no physical <laughs> was contact. Colonial times, and that's true. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. we all have watched the Patriot with. Uh, they might have Williamsburg in the Patriot. I'm not sure. Like that might be actual place and location. I can't remember. I haven't watched that movie in a long time. But one of the locations that is reported to be haunted and is actually a uh, still a functioning and prestigious um, university there is the University of William and Mary. Now, the College of William Mary, the actual campus it's, uh, itself, is said to be haunted by many ghosts, and it is considered. I don't. I don't know if there are other. I don't know how many other off the top of my head haunted schools in the nation there are, but William and Mary is definitely considered one of the most haunted it's ba- schools. It's basically in the America's nation. Hogwarts. Yes. Right? Like Yes. Well, you talking about you got you got fucking nearly headless headless Nick floating around the corridors. But this week because it's out of school, he just forces you to do fucking algebra. That'd be <laughs> yeah, way worse. It's, way you have worse. moaning moaning Mary instead of moaning Myrtle. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 I mean, looked, yeah. it does. It looks straight out of fucking Hogwarts. Look at that. Uh, castle. One of the one of the most haunted buildings is said to be the Sir Christopher Wren building. And it is the college's oldest building. And it is the oldest surviving college building in the United States itself. Now, wow. uh, people have said, you know, historians seem to have traced the building's origins of its haunting all the way back to the American Revolution, where it had actually been converted into a hospital and it had uh, been used to treat wounded French soldiers. And then it, again, it was used during the Civil War, because I've said it multiple times, like Virginia itself was a, a giant battlefield for most of the Civil War. Um, hundreds of battles going on here. So it, you know, you have this right there. You have a very, um, from what most, you know, kind of ghost hunters would probably tell you, like, this is a perfect recipe for a haunting. You have men uh, dying uh, of, you know, both uh, terrible war injuries and uh, infection, disease, all of these things, pain, suffering, all mixed together. And then not only from one war, but two wars. All the recipes for extreme hauntings. 
Exactly. Yeah. So you have people who have said that they've seen, you know, strange, uh, transparent figures, some wearing some type of uniform they've reported. Uh, so, you know, that is very, you know, could be one of these French soldiers could have been a, uh, a union or even Confederate soldier during the time. And there are, uh, another source that people cite as a possible origin of this haunting is, and, and this one sounds like this is probably hits the nail on the head, but there are crypts below the chapel oh. of the building. <laughs> Fucking crypts? So, you're just begging to be par- you're begging to get por- paranormally activated. Just the word <laughs> yeah. crypt on just its begging own. Begging for it. The fact that you call it a crypt and not a crawl space, you're in for yeah. you're in some trouble here. You automatically get a little green, weird skeleton dude with like little fucking wispy hair coming out and inviting you to come down to his crypt. You cast the spell. If you say the word crypt, you're casting a spell for haunting. Just yeah. automatically. Every every ghost around the area is like, crypt, do you crypt? say? It's the hot spot. It's where you gotta be. Hmm. And if it's not enough to leave uh, these graves, uh, un- even undisturbed, underneath uh, the chapel of one of the buildings, uh, there is campus lore that fraternity pledges had been tasked to actually go uh underneath are you fucking kidding me they would use the um they would use the underground steam tunnels the utility tunnels underneath the university to actually access some of these crypts and steal bones what they're desecrating graves why can't these guys stick to smack each other's asses with those paddles why you gotta steal bones or some cookie races yeah what the fuck this is how the <laughs> Skull and Bones should have started, but this is the wrong college, right? What was that? Yale? Skull no. and Bones? Yeah, this is not, yeah, it's not Skull and Bones. This is William & Mary. But William & Mary is a prestigious school in itself. I think it's a very good law school. A couple of people have gone there. A couple of famous people. Maybe um, that good. I've never heard of it. And I am very <laughs> scholarly. Um, you have other buildings there that are associated with the ghost lore. You have Hunt Hall, which is now the actual freshman dorm of the, uh, of the university. And that had actually also been a hospital. A lot of the buildings had been former hospitals and you can, a lot of the students or a number of students have claimed that they have seen ghosts of what seemed to be female nurses in uniform that wander the halls at night. (laughs) <laughs> did they wear those costumes back then uh, yeah i don't uh, you know wearing the white it's just like i mean short skirt been just nurse Listen, you guys you guys have a massive misconception of nurses i'm the same maybe <laughs> back maybe scary. back in the day back in the day maybe this is they how they dress scary now, now they're in just and mean <laughs> scary and mean scary Nurse Ratchet fucking coming after you. Yeah. There's <laughs> another building, the Phi Kappa, the Phi Beta Kappa Memorial Hall, that is said to be a home to a, another ghost of a student who had actually obtained the lead role in a theater production at the university, but tragically died in a car accident before the play's opening night. And then so according to legend, the um, an understudy for the role had been practicing one night and they had actually seen a dress without anybody in it walking around the stage. What was the yeah, what was the play? The understudy cut the brakes. 100 percent. That's kind of what I wanted. 100 <laughs> like, percent. When I read this, I was like, what did do we have any idea what the play was? Like Zell was saying, like I, I when I read this, it. I thought. Is it Macbeth? Is it another Macbeth? Lady Macbeth? No, you can't say Macbeth. You have to say the Scottish play. Shit, the Scottish play. There you go. <laughs> Ooh, 
Cancel. Um. We're so good. yeah, I'm I'm not sure what the uh, which play it was. That's the that's how the legend goes. Is that perhaps that this they would have seen something? I think also in that area, like people have heard, um, there's other reports of like uh, ghostly pianos being played. Nobody's there uh, when they go check to where the pianos are usually located. Nobody's how there. Come, how come ghostly pianos are always so talented? It's never just someone just hammering the fucking. Keys. It's always a, a aficionado, <laughs> like some fucking prodigy. chopsticks. Listen, if I if, if if I ever haunt you guys and you're near a piano and you just hear hammering keys and I'm dead, it's me. I that's a, that's my first thing my mind would go to. Well, I would Why assume is, if you were attached what? enough to a piano, uh, for enough for your okay, that's fair. Uh, your that's emotional fair. energy to kind of transfer over into the afterlife, I would assume that you'd be pretty good at it, unless you but, really like that piano for some other weird. Well, reason. Why is it always pianos? Like, how come you never hear anybody? Oh, like plus haunted- you have like a hundred years to get good at it. Like, if you're a ghost and you're trapped there for a hundred years, why not get good at playing the piano? Yeah, but I why wouldn't. is it always pianos? Like, you don't ever hear a haunted recorder playing hot cross. I'm, I'm pretty sure like there's that. haunted banjos. I was gonna say, <laughs> if there's any instrument that Braden would haunt, it's probably a recorder. Yeah, right. <laughs> just two of the just two and one probably one of the other locations that's said to be uh pretty haunted is the thomas moore house now yeah. thomas moore was known to be a bit of a womanizer of his time oh, and whoa, whoa, whoa. Womanizer, like a ladies man he's a womanizer very baby. much he's a late buddy you this is you, like you got ghost dad now we got fucking we got thomas moore ghost lady's man i mean colonial over, you know, colonial uh americans were known to be quite that i mean benjamin franklin that dude oh he's a ghost he lady's fu- man yeah, that was a lazy man yeah he did he's a ghost lady's man <laughs> Ooh, uh, lady. his his um penchant for uh spending time with the ladies and forming friendships with them actually ended up him actually forming a relationship with a woman named Constance Hall. Now Constance Hall was actually a married lady. That sounds like, yeah, that's, I was going to say that name Constance Hall sounds like trouble. <laughs> sexy, uh, it's a little bit sexy. And it said that Constance trouble. would, would sneak away from her home uh, and family Constance. to meet Thomas Constance. in a, at his house on henry street you little mm-hmm. you dirty girl you oh, oh. scarlet old tommy mm. boy's a homewrecker sound now like tommy boy the, the ghost ladies man it's said that on one sunday morning harvey hall constance's husband paid an unexpected visit to Ooh. thomas moore's residence Uh-oh. and because he had been hearing these rumors that had been spreading in all about town about what his wife was involved in and heard how she was friend involved who heard it from a friend <laughs> that you've been who heard messing it from around a friend who? yeah exactly yeah and hall was not quite surprised to find that his because of the rumors that already kind of informed him that he found his wife with Thomas. Oh, in the act. Laying oh. with another man. Oh. Not sure if it's in the act or not. I mean, this is colonial, this is colonial history, so it's like it's not anything's really written down. But we do <laughs> apparently they it's, do know that. Hold on they, a second. Lift up that sheet right now. Who's <laughs> onto that fucking sheet? <laughs> apparently a violent argument ensued, as, as you know, as you would, as would you know, yeah. naturally between two men. And then uh when the argument was over, Thomas was dead. And now she you got, have a ghost ladies, man. 
Now, Constance at this point knew that her husband was most likely going to be incarcerated for life uh, because of you know the murder of Thomas. Now, whether it was warranted or not, it was murder. Murder. She knew that. She recognized that. So. What they ended up doing was Constance and her husband and ended up hiding Thomas's body in the basement. Just like threw it down in the basement. No, like digging or chucked it down there, chucked it down in the basement, trying to get rid of it in any great manner. Just, yeah, I don't think, I don't think it was very well hidden because the body was eventually discovered a week later. And then Harvey, uh, Constance's husband was in prison for life. When it's like, so it's like you've, you've, and you can imagine that that would be a recipe for a good, like haunted spirit where it's like this person is murdered by like their, their lover who they've, you know, Constance was probably saying, I'm going to leave him this or that. Or maybe he was playing like, maybe they were into each other. And so when he sees her like participate in the hiding and the, you know, the desecration of his corpse angers that spirit, right? He's pissed now. He's like, I meant nothing, right? This was all bullshit. I died for nothing. Sticks around. Angry spirit. So you can... uh, Now, Thomas has said his actual ghost is... Some people have reported actually seeing a ghost, which which may or may not be him. Um, What are the ones that have been reported or attributed to his spirit? At least one was a bookstore manager who had been working... uh, Was it a lady? Was it a lady? Uh, yes, it was a lady. It was a okay. Then it's probably Tommy Ooh. boy. Then. <laughs> so, and, what's uh, up, baby? You want to get spooky real quick? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> there's a there's a great comment in the chat. Someone said he really ghosted her. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Shadow uh, stole that one. the The bookstore owner is quoted saying that uh, at at one point at night when she was working, um. You know, counting receipts after all the employees had gone home, uh, she says, I was in my office in the back when I heard a noise coming from the front area. I was sure I was the only person left inside because I checked the store thoroughly before I locked up. I peeked around the corner and I saw a man standing by one of the registers. I had no idea how he how he could have gotten in. He was dressed in black from head to toe and his skin was a pale shade of white. So after that, she says that she ducked back into the office and to call 911 when the, you know, kind of locked herself back in the office. And when the police arrived, she told them that all the doors were locked. So the intruders still had to be inside the the store itself. The call is coming from inside the house. Oh, that's the worst. The police searched the entire building and they didn't find anyone. Oh. Listen, like if she just would have went with it, she probably could have listened to like fucking Righteous Brothers and made some pot, you know, fucking sculpt that shit out of clay. It would have been super romantic. Like Tom, he seems like he's a friendly ghost. So now you have that sighting and then you have another sighting of the same ghost or at least the description that resembles that same apparition from an employee at a local jewelry store. And they're quoted as saying that evening, I not not the same evening as the report, the previous report, but um, on one evening, they stayed late to do inventory. And he said that I was sitting in the middle of the floor counting stock when I heard a light tapping sound. As I stood up, I saw a man with a dark mustache peering through the window. I noticed he was incredibly pale. 
He scanned the room as if he was looking for something in particular. And as I watched him, he faded away before my eyes. I mean, it could have been Zell, but this is true. I mean, (laughs) this is not that long ago. Somebody actually seeing the apparition just disappear right in front of them. You know, I, one of the, that's one of the things that kind of gets me for, for ghost sightings is like when you actually see the apparition, you know, evaporate, kind of like fade away, but you're underestimating how pale Zell is. Sometimes he's translucent. Maybe he just fucking just, you know, turned sideways. Gonzo. Look at this motherfucker. Brayden's gone now too. Maybe it was Brayden. Maybe it was Brayden. Has Bra- Brayden, sure. Brayden been a supernatural creature this whole time? It's not hard to vanish in front of people's eyes. <laughs> so, yeah. So you have these, these two sightings of this incredibly pale man. Uh, some people would say that this is perhaps the ghost of Thomas More, that he's still searching for... Uh, Constance Hall, perhaps wandering the town at night, searching for her from store to store or wherever in the building from building you know, for the one woman who seemed to make him happy or infatuated him to such a point that he would wow. risk being murdered, yeah. perhaps. Yeah, but you lost your life. I can't imagine he's that happy about it. He's not thrilled. I imagine he's looking for her for some sort of repercussion. A little bit he's of revenge, like, I think. Yeah, I think well, he's so a, too. He's, he's a known ladies man. Like, what was her, like, you know, he probably wasn't really that attached to her. She was just another, you know. Well, he, yeah, he's a good chance he had more than just co- old. Exactly. Old, uh, little Constance on the side there. Yeah. Seems like it. Yeah, potentially. Now, another building that another place is, you know, another one of the haunted locations is the George White house or white house and I thought it was it with is, with the withy with house i thought it was with house i thought it was the with george house. with the house did you read it like that or you heard somebody call no it? i i read I it heard as someone withy. call it like that the with house the with house w-y-t-h-e uh, yes with or with why, the, why with. the why the house why the house how would you like me to pronounce it the white. You can go ahead. But a little blank. Renaissance fucking yeah, but Renaissance yeah. on it Renaissance. With it. Why hide it? With it. With it. With it. There you go. So nice. the George. Treat us like you're telling us and it's your first date, right? Like. <laughs> <laughs> no, first Talk to us like you out. want to go to second base with us, Dan. Yeah, at the Renaissance Colonial Swing. At the jousting tournament. Yeah. Turn our butter, Dan. Sure. Yeah, you guys don't know, man. Like, oh my turns a girl more I, on we want to know. You don't. Dan, you don't know. Nothing know. turns girls more on or on more than you know. Colonials. Well, no, gladiatorial <laughs> combat on the tournament grounds in a jousting tournament, hand to hand combat. Number Come one. On. Hey, I'm hey, here listen, for this. I want to hear all that about because this. anytime I go anywhere where there's a tournament of champions, that's the first place I go. So, like, I agree with you there. <laughs> So the George Wythe House was actually built for the colonial elite in 1753, and it was actually given as a gift to George Wythe from his father-in-law. Now, George Wythe is famous in his own right for being America's first law professor and actually a mentor to Thomas Jefferson. Ooh. Yeah, he's, he was this guy was like George Wythe was a fucking big wig. Well, the the funny thing is, is like if you go back to Colonial Williamsburg and any of the people in Virginia, like a lot of the first presidents were from Virginia, like Virginia, yeah. again, being one of the first colonies and the one first, of the first, um, you know, major uh, places of trade and economy in 
in colonial America, like you have a lot of people from there. So it's like, it's kind of neat. It's kind of cool history from, from all of this stuff. So the house is actually famous for have serving as a headquarters for George Washington during the revolutionary war. And also the French Lafayette before the battle of Yorktown, um, which is not far away either. Now you have, what is reported is that you have these perhaps spirits of Anne Skipwith and Sir Peyton Skipwith, who were actually friends of George Wythe at the time. Now, Anne reportedly died in 1779, and she had been laid to rest in Bruton Parish Graveyard. And then why she died is not exactly known. It still remains a mystery. But there are two stories that are generally kind of accepted or at least competing for credibility about what happened to her. And the first one says that she died in her husband's arms after an unfortunate miscarriage. Um, you know, th- those those kinds of things were, were deadly back then and a lot more life yep. you know, life threatening than they are now. Yeah. Um, the second story states that Anne uh, had been actually attending a ball down the street from the with house at the governor's palace. She got in an argument with her husband and she actually accused him of having an affair with her sister. Ooh, sister. Yeah. What? Easy. Now, after this, she apparently pulled a Cinderella because she had, uh, it said that she ran home uh, in the snow uh, in the, you know, probably this, Late, in glass slippers. You know, late winter. Uh, she lost one of her slippers along the way, oh, apparently. Shit. And then shortly afterwards, uh, she committed suicide in her room at the whip house. Why was here? Damn, what? that honestly, was an important ass slipper. Okay. Honestly, when I when I looked into this, I leaned towards the second story because one of two things: it would be more beneficial for uh, George to have people think that she died in his arms like doesn't that sound like a like a like, more like a like oh she died in my arms during childbirth there was nothing i could do she had a miscarriage <laughs> rather than like miscarriage oh, miscarriage and <laughs> instead of like no i was fucking her sister and she was so mad that she committed suicide in her house like one you gotta imagine back then that, that like a like a, a a prominent figure like george why you know he was in the circle you know in important circles this would be like kind of like a black eye you know on his reputation i'm like uh, he could have just called her a witch yeah, witch yeah. lyncher lynch but you know what i mean so like i lean towards this other version because i'm like the other one i'm like okay why is this conf- why is this competing story even existing and to me i'm like I think that's the real story. And then the, like the narrative has been pushed that no, 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 no. She died in his arms because he was this great mentor. And it's like, you know, I doubt that. I, I think I, I just personally just reading the, looking into it. I lean towards this second narrative. I mean, you did know George on a personal level, so I feel like you do have not at all. On that, so. I like the name George. <laughs> that's fair. It's a big fan of George of the jungle. That's about as close as I got. What about Curious George? Curious George. George Costanza. George, George Costanza. Costanza. Like I said, big fan of George's. <laughs> uh, so the events that followed uh, her death may lend some credence to, to 
you know, to your theory or of what it is, because after Anne's death, Sir Skipwith actually married her sister. <laughs> oh, oh, you do not say. So he marries the ugly sister. Come on. And then mm. many, so many believe that Anne's jealous spirit still remains in the house. Dude, hundred percent. Like that fucking adds up. And that's up. Uh, it, n- people people assume that it is her spirit because at least one account of uh, of the presence within the house, people have heard the sound of what seems to be running up the stairs. And you hear, they said that they hear the, the definite sound of one sharp heel hitting the step and then the more muted sound of a bare foot. Oh, Ooh. shit. Oh, she got one yeah, slipper on. Shoe. And then you also have people reporting uh, reporting apparitions of a ghost wearing a ball gown that perhaps she wore on the night of her death. How do we know it's not George and Drag just haunting that place? We don't, I guess. I mean, I have no idea. It's true. We don't know. Now, um, George is a little bit more infamous as well because in 1806, you know, after he had survived and married uh, her sister, um, when he was 80 years old, his grand nephew and only heir, George Sweeney, poisoned him. Oh, shit. Because fucking Sweeney. Although, although he was, uh, you know, came from money, he was actually deeply in debt and he also had a large gambling debt. He wanted to start his own barbershop. (laughs) Get it. And so he actually poisoned him. Now, the poison that he used uh, led to, uh, with George Witt dying a slow and painful death over two weeks in Richmond, the capital, um, eventually. But then, but what he didn't count on was that Witt's loyal former slave, Lydia Broadnax, had actually saw Sweeney poison Witt's cereal. And although... Not loyal enough to tell fucking Witt, hey, wait, he's poisoning you. I saw him do it. Exactly. Do we have this? That, so this guy, you're, talk, you're talking about this Mr. Sweeney, right? Well, yes. you know... That's Mr. Feeney. That's Mr. That's Feeney. Feeney. Don't you dare. George, don't you dare I'm fucking dare. besmirch George Feeney. God yeah. damn it. You're going to mix blasphemous. up George Feeney with Wait, George Sweeney? Holy this whole, my shit. whole life I thought it was George Sweeney. No. Sweeney's the guy George cutting Feeney. people's throats the in the barber's world, chair. Mean but kind, heart of gold, teacher hey. mentor to boy hey. meets world. Hey. Mentor Tough but fair. Right? Tough His but whole fair. life. Fred, Fred he even became- and Sean. And Sean. Yeah. He he literally and even Eric he even Eric his, and Topanga. yeah in some sense Eric as well he even yeah. became a college professor to just continue to mentor them yeah he, he might have them. even been a stalker we could get into the conspiracy that George Feeney no, may have been ever. a stalker that's don't don't ever don't <laughs> that's blasphemy George Feeney's a goddamn saint all right all right I'm, I'm, my apologies my apologies now I won't stand for it. Like you said before, perhaps, you know, she had a hand in what with actually changed his will uh, before he died, shortly before he died, to exclude George Sweeney from uh, inheriting anything. Mm. So he had time to change his will. Unfortunately, since she was a slave, though, she could not testify in a trial against uh, George Sweeney. It so also makes sense uh, why she didn't stop him from eating the cereal, to be honest. 
right? <laughs> That's what I don't understand. It's like she saw it, but she still didn't tell him. Like, yeah, but well, she it, told it, him so he could change the will, but she was on She couldn't testify. The, to, Listen, the term better, loyal, better late than never, right? <laughs> the, the term loyal former slave is an oxymoron because, like, if she was that loyal, she probably would still have been a slave. But because she wasn't that loyal and he died, she wasn't a slave. So I was like, I don't blame Liddy at all. I would have told I would have just sighed on him and been like, this is what you get. Yeah. It so there are, so there are many, many more haunted places in there. Again, like I said, you have a you have hundreds of years worth of history contained within this small area of uh colonial Virginia. And perhaps there is the one of the places that is the most haunted and we'll get into that after we get a little bit more i need to i uh, need another up. fucking go and we're going to talk about my favorite ghost tour this is true you got it we'll and be right back challenge. we're back we're back to the most haunted place on the east coast and then west virginia in east and west virginia technically i Ooh. guess i mean i mean you could you, probably Dan. qualify it as that i'm sure so one of the most haunted places, and I think this is the um, it, this one has actually earned its name as one of the uh, most haunted churned. places, <laughs> churned butter churned, uh, its own name as a extremely or one of the most haunted places on the East Coast is the Peyton Randolph House. Uh, And now when researching for this topic, this is the one that keeps popping up is the Peyton Randolph House. Um, It's it's constant stream of videos and articles of is Peyton Randolph House the most haunted place on the East Coast? Peyton Randolph House, the most haunted place in Virginia, you know, most haunted place in America. This is the one that always pops up. So it's now it's that classic building, that brick style building, they're always haunted. Look yeah. at this. Fucking yeah, and it, just looking at it, if you had to be like, guess the haunt, I'd be like, yeah, it's haunted 100%. <laughs> yeah, no question. So Peyton Randolph uh, would actually probably be considered one of the United States' most prominent founding fathers. He was actually elected president of the first and second continental congresses before actually dying of a stroke while dining with Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> He was poisoned. With TJ? Yeah. And he died at dinner. Like they were eating together. And poisoned. I just, you know. What a buzzkill, man. Stroked out. <laughs> See, and it's like, it's one of those things where, you know, I death like this, you're like, well, you know, it seems to be quick. It seems to be painless. But I'm like, you know, maybe he had a lot of plans. Maybe he had a lot of plans coming to fruition and stuff. So it's like him dying that, it, it's like he left a lot on the table for himself. Like, he, <sighs> And, and um, Peyton had actually been a resident or, you know, at, l- at least owned the house for quite a long time. His father, uh, Sir John Randolph, had actually purchased it in 1721 and willed it to Peyton. And he took ownership of it when he was only 24. And then John actually ended up building a... Um, a second house uh, that became the East Wing. And then in 1724, Peyton connected the two houses to, with us, you know, and actually put like a middle hall in the, in the middle of the two houses. So it's actually two, it's two houses joined by a, another central structure. Oh. 
Mm-hmm. So the the place, uh, the actual location of the place has served as a temporary headquarters for the French general Jean-Baptiste Donatien de Vimeur, nice. Comte de Rochambeau. Uh-huh. And Jean-Baptiste uh-huh. Emmanuel Zorg. <laughs> uh, during the siege of Yorktown in 1781. And it had actually been sold at auction in 1783. It served as a military hospital at uh. the Battle of Williamsburg in May 5th in 1862 during the American Civil War. So again, we have another a lot of trauma. Of, keep, a lot of trauma going on. You keep on. bringing up, so you've said Civil War fucking three times, and we have not once spoken about Captain America or Iron Man. So what the fuck's going on here? Something doesn't add up. This is bullshit. (laughs) I mean, it would have been like Captain Union and like Confederate or Captain Captain Confederacy (laughs) and I like like Iron like like Iron Man. Still Ironclad Man. There you go. Ironclad Man. That's what it been. Okay. But like this a military hospital. So it's like. This again, this is the 1700s. Not a lot of people getting better. <laughs> oh, yeah, this guy, you know, this guy over here off, in bed, yeah. the guy over there in bed 14, stubbed his toe. Oh, he's dead. Cut his Cut leg off. off. Cut the leg off. Amputated. He's fucking From toast. the hip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, sawing everything off. <laughs> Let's see if uh, we can keep this one alive. <laughs> Now, by the early in 1900s, the house had actually fallen to a bit of disrepair, but it actually there is a rest- restoration done on the structure in 1939. So the East Wing actually had to be completely torn down and reconstructed. And then the house had actually wow, been de- surprise, designated. Surprise. Yeah. And the house had actually been designated a National Historic Landmark. And it's actually on the register of historic, you know, re- um historic places in the United States. Uh, and it's been on there since 1970 and it's open for tours, uh, in 1968. Now the Peyton Randolph house, even though that part has been completely torn down and reconstructed, it actually retained a lot of the original pine floors, a lot of the walnut paneling and the brass hinges and locks that the, the building had been originally constructed with. Yeah. And some people uh, have perhaps pegged this as the origin for some of this thing. Like you had a lot of these original uh, pieces of the structure, which had perhaps absorbed a lot of the emotional and psychological, uh, you know, imprints of the residents and the, the temporary visitors and the people who had been there perhaps housed there during the its hospital days. And these could perhaps be a reason for why it is still haunted. People have heard voices uh, inside and seen objects move on their own. Some visitors have actually um, uh, felt hands touch them or even push them. And these, and these, these sensations of, of, of being, you know, uh, of having a physical, uh, like a physical presence, go all the way back to the American Revolution where you had actually the Marquis de Lafayette, you know, report these things, like write it down in his journal, reporting Ugh. that he had felt these hands or some he's sort like, of he's presence like near him. fucked up in this house. Yeah. <laughs> and then, something, he, something tabernacle in this house. <laughs> tabernacle. And you've had uh, the house actually served as a lodging residence for as recently as the 1960s. And you had actually at least one or two guests rush out in the middle of night claiming they had been physically or violently shook by something or had seen some type of apparition over their bed. 
Okay, like, and honestly, honestly, to me, that is a logical. That that's exactly what I would do if I was laying in bed and shit grabbed all my limbs and just gave me a little shake. I'm not staying in the house. I'm out. I'm getting out of the house. Like, burn the fucking thing down. I don't care what anyone says if they call me crazy, but I'm like, I was laying in bed, something grabbed my legs and starts shaking me. Like, no, I'm out. I'm not going back to bed. How are you? Not, but not even that night. How are you ever sleeping again in that fucking house ever? How do you, how do you rest your head on that fucking pillow and be like, do I get paranormally activated tonight again? Like, does this happen to me again? Hmm? I don't know. Well, I was going to say, as soon as that point happens, you're, you're susceptible to it, right? Now it's in your head. Now you're thinking it. Now you're like, you're almost manifesting it as well because you're like, this happened to me. Like, it's going to happen again. It's going to happen again. Like, you never sleep again. Fuck. You would never sleep in the house again, ever. And so one of the, one of the apparitions of the ghosts that people have commonly cited as being, uh, observed on the premise is you have the peachy children now the peachy were the uh, were the were the children of the peaches who had owned the house after the randolphs and the father of the family and well they actually the entire family are buried somewhere on the grounds not sure where but they're they're buried there somewhere because headstones move and, and all that. Yep. And this is where you get one of the more chilling tales of uh, like a paranormal encounter within the place itself. So you had a security guard who had um, heard apparently the laughter of children and the sound of tiny feet running across uh, the floor oh, as he fuck. locked up for the night. And that's always pretty freaking scary if anything and then you have another security guard most of them comes from security like i said you have people there all the time or at least you have people there late into the night and you have a more recent story of a security guard who had become trapped in the basement of the house uh dude his account like you can look it up it's his name's pedro like literally it's terrifying. Like you hear him and he, he talks about like hearing this like really low growl and then something grabbing his legs, both his legs and him being stuck, like physically unable to lift his feet so much so that he's like, I pulled out my gun cause he was going to shoot something or someone. And then he's like, nothing's here. So he's like, I wasn't going to about, I wasn't about to shoot myself. So I put it away. But he stood there I mean, just like locked in time, like locked in he, place. He should have let off at least a desk pop just to let the, no, the ghost know. One quick desk pop. He's yeah. not fucking around. Just a quick should, one. Just he should have because like he just, he just sat there. So then he, he gets on his radio and he like calls someone for help. And like in the time that the like he's like, hey, someone needs to come to. The, I'm stuck. Like someone needs to come help me. I can't fucking move. I'm freaking the fuck out. And on while he's waiting for help to come. You know, he's hearing doors slam. It's it's like, what's that video game we play? Uh, Phasmophobia? Doors are slamming. Oh. His flashlight's flickering on and off. And he Ugh. can't physically move his legs. And he's just sit, standing there trembling. And that. the second the other person who comes to help him opens the door, everything just like, he's just like, like a weight off him. Just like, Dude, gone. that's so crazy. That's so crazy that think of someone's, 
think, think if like I was trying to hold your foot down, like legs are way stronger than arms. So you could easily yeah. like, kind, you could kind of like pull me and like drag me. I might be able to hold on, but this sounds like he was like cemented to the floor. Like whatever had him, had them pinned to the ground and he couldn't even shuffle. Dude, and he's hearing that like large, like, you'd be scarred for life. Oh, you'd be fuck. scarred for fucking life. That would be, you never know when it's going to happen to you again. You'd be thinking about it all the time. Um, you can look it up fuck. on YouTube if you want to watch his interview. It's called the Peyton Randolph House Security Trapped in Basement. Uh, and it's with uh, Pedro. He kind of gives his account of what happened that night. Uh, and he said, he said it took him, it took him four. Cause like his job was literally to go in and make sure that like no candles were left on and like, you know, all the doors were shut. And he said it took him four weeks to even walk through the front door. He, he, he physically couldn't no do it. He kidding. was so scared. Now, the typical explanation that they offer during like some of the ghost tours and whatever is that the Randolph house was actually cursed by one of Betty Randolph's slave, Eve, who in 1782 apparently laid a curse on the house after being forcibly taken away and split from her son when she was sold to a different owner as punishment for trying to run away uh, with the British the previous year. Mm. So perhaps this is something coming back and uh, to that effect. So that's what the usual uh, attribution is to, to the haunting of this place. In addition to the peachy children uh, that you had at least one of the peachy boys who had been climbing a tree and then the branch broke and he fell to his death. You also had another uh story of a young girl on the second floor who fell out of her window to death to her death. So you have a lot of stuff in there that's kind of mulling around as to as to what it is. There, there, like I said again, there's also the, um, there's the the matter of the graves being somewhere they, on that land. Are they graves or, or do they have a crypt? No, they don't have a crypt. That's okay. like graves. Um, but nobody seems to know where they are. There is some theories floating around out there about, um, I, I guess, nearby to the Peyton Randolph house, there was some construction done on like a tunnel that had been done, like a road tunnel had been done, and perhaps that had disturbed some of the graves, and perhaps that's what is the cause or had initiated some of the hauntings, or maybe you know um, even uh, just amplified disturbed some of the, the yeah, disturbed things it. going on. Fuck. So what? Wait. So it, the main theories are a wife or and or children are the are the ghosts. So when you become a ghost, you gain supernatural. Like you gain that super strength. Like a kid. There's no way. Maybe. There's no way a kid. Not the kids. Down, I'm just saying. Like not the kids. Like perhaps that something else is the. Either it's the, perhaps it's the ghost of Eve, coming back, holding someone down, trying to keep somebody back, or something like that. Um, one of the story. One of the stories I read said. Eve had a kid with her. Mm-hmm. Mm. So it could be her kid. That could be the little kid footsteps that are ripping around everywhere. Right. Uh, so at least one, at least one person seems pretty sure that they have caught physical evidence uh, on film of the, the, the go, the many ghosts, the many spirits that inhabit uh, the grounds of Williamsburg's. And this is the probably, I, I mean, he is the self-styled uh, paranormal, uh, recorder Tim Scullion. He's awesome. Tim Scullion. Are you talking about the ghostographer? The ghostographer. Yes. Sorry, that's you mean his official the, title. The, I suppose. Are you talking about the pleather cladded fucking Macho Man Randy Savage that's no longer on steroids? <laughs> yeah. 
leather clad yes. Randy Savage. He honestly, Kate, okay, hold on, hold on. L- listen, um, for those of you who don't know who we're talking about, Tim Scullion is the ghostographer. Go to YouTube, search up ghostographer. There he is. Um, put him on. Yeah, put that's him, him right there. He's fucking Holy awesome, fuck. dude. Bone saw is ready. ready. Go follow this guy's YouTube channel. Is the uh, go best. follow? It's awesome. And listen, I'm doing a call to arms. Uh, I want. Did you to say s- only has one YouTube video? <laughs> he has <laughs> one YouTube video, uh, and it's the most haunted house on the East Coast of the United States. And he's talking about Williamsburg, uh, Virginia. Um, but here's the thing: if you watch this video of Tim Scullion, who's wearing a leather hat, died hair i i hope that i hope that's a skullet no that's natural uh, black i'm sure yeah no, yeah natural 100%. black i hope it's a skullet <laughs> underneath that leather cap and his leather shirt go watch this video it's 13 minutes long it does not disappoint at about the 10 minute mark he talks about the ghost tours that he takes people's on through williams and he says he goes in case you need more proof while you're on the tour with me I show all my ghost photo- photography on this large <laughs> Did Samsung up? Galaxy tablet. He and he just, tablet. he just holds up this gigantic Samsung Galaxy tab. So here's the call to arms. Every single person who's listening, and if you listen to this podcast, go and follow our new friend of the show, Ghostographer, he doesn't know he's a friend of show. He's a friend no, of show. He doesn't. Now. He doesn't. He doesn't listen, know us. We don't know him. There, there's his tablet. You can't really see the it's so dark. Tablet. The, he, the large Samsung Galaxy tablet. It's not how he talks. Tablet. <laughs> uh, it's even better. But here's the thing. See in the live, if you're watching the live stream, if you see the picture, and you know, if for this call to arms, you're gonna have to do some work. If you can do a ghost tour with Tim Scullion, and you can get a picture of me doing a hang loose on his large Samsung Galaxy tablet and get a picture with tablet. Tim Scullion while on a ghost tour, I will send you personally one item from our merch store, whatever you want. Whatever you want. <laughs> whatever you want. Anything. Whatever you name thing. it. It's yours. You're trading a piece of merch for your picture on Tim Scullion's large Samsung Galaxy tablet. Yes. <laughs> uh, tablet. <laughs> and not edited Burmeester. Yeah, on our Facebook group, like that, that's not going to work. You have to go on the Ghostographer's Ghost Tour in Colonial Williamsburg and then get a picture of your boy. Be like, hey, man, you're going to have to explain to him. Be like, hey, listen, the only reason I booked this is because I heard these guys talk about you on the show. And I just want a picture of this one guy doing this hang loose on your large Samsung Galaxy tablet. Yeah, as far as I know, he doesn't he doesn't necessarily utilize any special techniques or he says that he does. I guess he he says he has some sort of uh, proprietary secret technique to catching these these ghosts. If we get a TV show, if we ever get a TV show, the first episode, I'm dressing exactly like Tim Scullion. I mean, yeah, I think we all that was the plan. I'm sure we we all all four of us should dress exactly like Tim Scullion for the first episode of whatever we do. None of us have the flow to be that guy. Yeah, but we could get a wig. We could get some wigs. Yeah, we could get those sweet hats though. We could wake up. Sweet, the black cowboy hat. Like, that's easy. (laughs) 
But I, yeah, there. Uh, Tim Scullion leads. Uh, he has a couple of uh, published books where he puts in some of his work. Uh, he says that he has actually caught these, or you know, he has photographic evidence. Ghost of ghostographic ghostographer ghostographic. <laughs> I guess ghostographic evidence. Yeah, what's evidence. happening right now? I don't. That's how, I guess that's how you'd say it. <laughs> Ghostographic evidence of it is these now. spirits. Um, he says that he records uh, orbs, uh, apparitions. He's ha- he's caught some photos of mysterious, like uh, looking mists or something that he uh, reviews seems- on his large Samsung Galaxy tablet. And, you know, being able to zoom in on these these heavily pixelated elements of his effort, uh, of his uh, photographs and. Some of these he interprets to be, uh, you know, representations of apparitions or perhaps these are the spirits of people who had either died or, um, you know, people who are trapped, you know, the, the spirits of the people who are trapped within Listen, this, these buildings. I have so many questions for Tim Scullion that have nothing to do with ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask, like, when did the like when did the leather wardrobe start? Did it was that how many like, times? How many times have you seen Creed live in concert? Yeah, like did it? Did you was it ghost hunting? Was that the thing? Because you're like, you know what? I want to I want to stand out. I'm gonna wear the le- leather shirt, leather hat. I'm gonna jet black for sure. I think it looks, and, and looks great. I'm not making fun of it. I fucking love it. He was an educator by trade, and then he got disillusioned with that. And then I don't know. Maybe they they didn't let him with wear leather. The hat in he class. got disillusioned with leather. Well, I mean, maybe he wanted to wear more leather in the <laughs> cowboy hat, and they wouldn't let him wear that. So because, yeah. what you're saying is he's hell bent for leather. <laughs> they're like they come. He yes. comes in. They're like, Tim, can't wear that to school. Leather pants. He's got some leather. This is a facility Le- of learning, Dan. <laughs> oh man. What should I like call? Should I call him now and get him on the show? Or what? does he have a number? Get him on the show. I'm sure we can find him. I mean, you can book tours with him. So yeah, I mean, I'm I sure we he can find. Him. He has a website. Uh, I mean, yes, uh, I love Tim Scullion. Honestly, of all the Tim. ghost shows I've ever watched, he's he's my he, guy. Ghost from his one you, from his one YouTube video. It's enough. He honestly he has 23 subscribers on YouTube. We can do way better. So be because, because honestly, we need to get him at least twenty-eight. Dude, because I'm, yeah, I'm he's giving, fucking amazing. Here's his website. We've been talking about him. No joke. If you're around the area, ghost ghostographer tours. Yes. No, it says ghostographer.com. Okay. Yeah. Seeing is believing. Listen, you you book the tour. He's got ghost, he's got ghost you photos. You get a picture of me doing the hang loose. From this live stream on his large Samsung Galaxy tablet, armor or whatever you want, it's basically a guaranteed theory out of the week, of the week, 100%. And you're going to get a ghost tour of Colonial Williamsburg. Maybe yeah, get I mean, to that's, second that's base. Enough. Who knows? Two for one. <laughs> It'd be a fun, fun trip. I t- yeah, yeah. It'd be a fun trip to Colonial. Colonial Williamsburg is a cool place. Like, I'm Dan not going to lie. Text me tomorrow he, with Tim Skilling. He's like, send <laughs> me my sweater. Merch. I'm tired of paying for my shirts. Getting second base <laughs> with Tim Skilling. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Tim Skilling are bros. Ghostographer uh, bros. Yeah. Uh, I love it. Like, honestly, his, everything about that video, I was like, I stumbled upon it while looking into this, and I was like, yeah, I a, can't even focus on Colonial Williamsburg anymore because Tim Scullion is 
fascinating me as a person and as a ghostographer. That's a good find for something with no views. Yes, right? That's a great right? find for something with 23 no views. 23 subscribers and I was like, and it's his only video. I was like, this is way better than Ghost Hunters. This is way better than any show that you find on any national news channel because it's got Tim Skellian, who's my new favorite ghost hunter. Ghostographer. Sorry, Tim. <laughs> uh, yeah, I. there are plenty of other. There's at least like there's at least eight or ten more haunted places on the list. But, you know, as we're running a little bit you know, on here, I think we can get into final thoughts about Colonial Williamsburg. Yeah, there's tons, okay, tons of haunted. I'll buildings. start. Here's the thing. Like we talked about, this is an area that has a rich history of war, of war. unrest, of murder, of, you know, civil war. There is all the recipes, all the little tales we've told are only scratching the surface of all the stories that you find out. Like we didn't even get to Blackbeard and his compatriots being hung on Hangman Trail. And, you know, there's stories of ghost what? wagons. What the Black fuck did beard? you leave that out? That's awesome. Yeah, dude. It's, yeah, they did hang pirates there. They, hung, they hung pirates at, it's called the Hangman Trail. And people still, they'll be walking and they'll hear wagon wheels. We're talking about fucking Bar <laughs> Barnabas Randolph here when we could have been talking about Blackbeard, the fucking pirate. Well, I mean, Blackbeard wasn't what? hung there. but Blackbeard like, wasn't so hung, but a lot no, of his compatriots no. were. Mm. 15 oh, okay, of them. Okay. Oh, we'll, we'll have to put that on a confidential or something. Yeah. But like, so this, this area has a rich history of like executions, you know, like I said, like tortured souls. Again, this is ATT. We've done back to back weeks of, of ghost stories here of spooky. spooky. And so, you know, like listening, this shit has all the fucking, all the ingredients for tortured souls and unrest in the other world if if there is something else after this is it all this is it all packed in an what is it 83 kilometer radius dan 83 square square miles yeah. square, yeah. square, 80 square miles, then, right? 80 square miles like that <laughs> right it has it all packed in so it's like you know you can do haunted tours there i would love to be honest the second we've been meaning to do an east coast trip we've talked about going and visiting dan if that happens and comes to fruition, one of the things I would like to do is a haunted tour. Oh, of for sure. Williamsburg. 100%. And, and Tim Skelling is the first guy we're calling. Yeah. With a, it's going to be me. <laughs> me. You're going to get the him, free shirt. With me on his lodge Samsung Galaxy tablet. I'm going to agree with Brayden 100%. This has all the tortured souls needed for a haunted area. So many different residences and buildings and college campus and everything. It's not just like one building. This is like spread over an entire region. And, but Dan said it before, like just all of Virginia is probably just massively haunted because of all the death. That was like, that was like central civil war killing like battlefields there. Right. Pretty much all, yeah. that whole area. So yeah. Tortured souls trapped there. Insert reason why they'd be trapped there. And we've discussed a few of them, but yeah, there's, you know, there's dozens and dozens of other ones if you start digging. So tortured souls trapped, Place is fucking haunted, and we're definitely going when we do our East Coast tour with a Ouija. With a Ouija, <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you right now. Sign me up. I'll go there for sure. Boom! That'd what? be awesome. 
I would love to go along for that. What? That'd be a blast. Dude, listen, this place is rich in history. We're going to fucking churn some butter. We're going to have a good time. Maybe we're going to make it to second base. It's going to be fucking fun. Things might get a little spooky later when you got the weird guy telling the stories, lighting stuff on fire. That's fine. I'm okay with this. This isn't a fucking sanitarium or any of that crazy <laughs> shit. This is fun. I'm on board for, for this. This is fun. That being said, yeah, you know what? If places are going to be paranormally activated, it makes sense for there to be lots of sorrow and painful stuff. But places that have been around for as long as this fucking place have all have those things, right? You can't be around for that long of time to not been involved in a war or pain and sorrow and murder and terribleness. But I'm definitely good. I, I'm saying it right now, live. I'm going. What? I'm down. F- I think this would be a fucking blast. This is the show is taking a turn here. Well, it doesn't mean I'm not going to be wearing fucking pampers the whole time. I'll probably piss a little. That's fine. But this will be fun. Okay. I'm on board. Uh, perfect. Dan? Yeah. Uh, Colonial Williamsburg is a great place. It's a it's a definitely a vital part to Virginia and United States history. Like, I've been there a couple times. I know I've been there. <laughs> it's part of, like, yeah, I yeah. grew up. We've, and, heard, we've heard yeah, all about yeah, it. Yeah, you have. You hear about uh, it more in detail on After Hours. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I grew up, I grew up around here. So it's like, yeah, I, again, Virginia is the whole state is crazily rich in history and also, but site many, many sites of, you know, extreme suffering. You have tons of battlefields here in Virginia, places of conflict and things like that, but not just from the civil war, you have the revolutionary war as well. And so these places that have existed for a long time, um, like I said, Jamestown was a brute as a brutal settlement has a very brutal history. Um, you know, where the colonists actually had to revert at one point to cannibalism, like colonial times were not, not exactly what we paint like the the patriot for example uh mm. you know the mel gibson feature film uh paints a very kind of like flowery picture of colonial uh colonial isn't, life but now hold on like isn't that. jamestown also where like later on jim jones had everyone no the that's suicide that, that's, the somewhere, that's like in south america yeah jonestown that's jonestown yeah this is jamestown um, we're talking about jamestown uh so yeah but if one place were to be haunted i would think it would be more like this place that has a very long and uh a long history of, of existence of being existent and inhabited inhabited for a long time. This is like my fifth thing. Dan's getting fucking drunk. So yeah, like if if there's places we're gonna be haunted, and people have reported seeing so many things there. Like there's always that that woman in white, or you know they see something somebody in a window that nobody else saw before, and especially things of apparitions just disappearing actually before you. It's not like I saw somebody. I went around the corner, freaked out for a second, came back, and they were gone. It's like I was staring at somebody, and they disappeared right in front of me. Just oh, yeah. yeah, and that is creepy. That's fucking creepy. Do you, <laughs> do you think there's anything to do with like you're paying to go to this to go to a ghost tour? Like you want to fucking see something, right? Mm. So don't you think you're gonna fuck it? like every? Well, there might be thing yeah, you- there might be a little bit of bias. Like you're coming in there, and like there might be a little mm. bit of that. But it's it. But some people. Are, you know, not on the ghost tours report seeing this again, that there is a lot of P 
people that go to this place. It's not just like for ghost tours. Like I said, like tons of hundreds, if not thousands of students from all around Virginia go there. I think it's part of like the, the Virginia curriculum, like school education curriculum. Like you have to go there at some point. Cause it's like, I, I think every school kind of goes there. And, uh, I went there in six, I think sixth grade. And, um, yeah, it's like, it's everybody ends up going there at some point. And it's just so many people that. have gone through there. You just Father Pandozi, you got that. I mean, there's just a yeah, lot. You could just say one. that there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of psychic energy that goes through there, just from you know everyday case people file, inhabiting it. Case so. file one ninety six, the Pandozi house. <laughs> Boys, you guys, did you guys go to Father Pandozi's? That's yeah, fucking shit's crazy. It is, dude, creepy. dude. If there's any, all, all four houses there. If there's any anywhere fuck. haunted, that place looks like it in Kelowna. We're gonna start 100%? call. Let's start calling it Colonial Pandozi. Because <laughs> uh, it, it's like Colonials Williamsburg in the sense that it's some old houses, but there's only three four houses. Three. three houses, and they're like on like a you know a quarter acre. <laughs> Scary though. It is creepy. Yeah. Good thing there's some condos surrounding it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boom! Back to back scary weeks. Spookies. We did we did a big big stint on the on the aliens UFO hypothesis. Sure. So uh, this was the fan well, pick, I, and yeah. so it came it came out two in, two in a row. So the fan hey, pick. I had I had cryptid ghosts. on there. I had ghosts, and I think I had a UFO encounter. One on of there. each. So I usually try to mix it up, but this is the one I wanted. Yeah. But if you're there, a lot hey, of people excited about colonial ghosts. Yeah. We Check don't choose out. a winner. A lot of people wanted to churn some butter this week. Uh, we yep. don't choose a winner because if we would have picked, we wanted chupacabra. But big time, hey, it's coming. Colonial Williamsburg, we're going. There, I will put it into. I'm going to remote view. One day you will see us taking pictures and doing some live shit at Colonial's Williamsburg in the future during the day. Yeah, during yeah. the day at high at high noon. <laughs> high noon. <laughs> high noon. Hundred percent. I didn't specify time of day during the day. Hundred percent. Yeah, with Tim Scullion. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with our boy Tim Scullion. Boy Tim. Um, all right, this, uh, I mean, the fucking, the randomtron's still gone. We don't know what the fuck's going on. I've been on trying to that. track it down. It's gone. It is like, gone, but there is no force on this earth that can find the randomtron. So it's, it's kind of weird for space news and stuff. I don't know what's going on, but I did have a case file, like a fan, a fan submission. And the only reason I had this is because someone from Cosmic Channels, uh, reminded us that they had sent this in and they resent it to our email instead of the randomatron. Mm. So I have it today. Should I read it? Sure. Mm. Why not? Good. Um, good old days, but well, before the randomatron. This is from Mr. Burmeester himself. Mm, Burmeester himself. Uh, very Burmeester. active on our Facebook group. If you're not on Facebook group, the memes us all the time. Hey guys, I'm a long time listener to the show. I have a circle of friends that talks about all sorts of topics like you guys do. They have all since moved away to different locations, but when I listen to your show, I feel like I'm talking with them again. I don't mind if you use my real name if Braden decides to read this one on the podcast. Back in the mid-2000s, I was in a band with a fellow with a few other guys from Wisconsin. We recently all got back in contact with each other after our bass player passed away last month. We started, rep 
we started reminiscing about our old shows, tours, and recording our album in studio. There has always been one moment during those band days that I still think about to this day. We were driving back home from Teresa, Wisconsin, from the recording studio in Grayton Bay. We had just been recording and, and mastering the album for at least 15 hours straight. I want to say it was in June because the sun would rise around 5 a.m. And that was around the time we were a few miles from home. There was the start of sunlight, but it wasn't super bright out just yet. As we drove over the hill around 55 miles per hour near a local pheasant farm, all of us casually watched a dark figure running on all fours at high speed off to the right of the highway. It ran so fast that it crossed the road in front of us without me hitting the brakes or slowing down and got across safely without getting hit. It looked like a dog or a wolf, but was closer to the size of a bear. I turned to my drummer at the time and said, Did I just imagine that? He replied that he saw it too, and it must have been a demon. All of us discussed how we had the same feelings over our body when we saw the creature. This kind of feeling you get in a car accident or almost get in a car accident. Everything starts to go numb from your feet up to your arms. The feeling like your foot falls asleep, but in your whole body and you can't move. Time slows. We had always heard of tales of goat men in the Teresa Marsh, but this didn't look like a goat. A few months later, we saw other newspaper reports come out in the paper of people seeing something similar to what we saw. A guy who worked for the DNR was picking up dead deer on the side of the road in in the township of Aaron, Wisconsin, which is 20 miles from our sighting. He got in his truck and to fill out his the report of where he found the deer and something grabbed the deer from the back of his cab and ran off with it. The news called it Bigfoot, but his description was much like ours. He actually posted a link of the of like the BFRO report of this this report of someone getting pulled up. So if you if you want that, um, I'll post it in the I'll post it on Instagram on Friday with our stuff. I'll post this link. the, the news called it Bigfoot, but his description was much like ours. He said it was all black, had a head that was a cross between a black bear and a wolf. Its ears were pointed straight up, not folded over. He knew it wasn't a bear. He could see something like a muzzle, but he couldn't see its eyes. There were even more sightings that year and years after. Farmers reported livestock had been attacked and chunks were taken out of their hindquarters. So they had to put the animals down. There were other sightings in and around landmark called Holly Hill. Pictured, he attached a picture as well. It looks like a place out of Lord of the Rings with wooded areas for miles. People have reported seeing the same type of creature out there, which is again only 20 miles from where we saw it and six miles from where the DNR guy saw it. I read that wolves can travel around 30 to 50 square miles per day, which leads me to think that it's part wolf. Whatever the other part is, I will never know. But I know that I never want to see it again. Oh, fuck. 
That's crazy. Mm. Pulls out of the back of the truck. Good oh, fucking God. story, Burmeester. I can't believe the randomtron never spit that out. Thanks for uh, messaging us on Chasmic Channels, uh, the second Kasmic. and last Sunday of every month. Chasmic. Chasmic channels. Kasmic channels. Kasmic. Fuck you, call us. And uh, reminding us that uh, you had sent that in. That's a great story. Awesome. Do we have a theorite of the week? Oh, do we? We we can do only we give out one, one theorite of the week, yeah. right? One. one. Only one. There's only one complete piece of theorite to be handed out. Yes. But it puts us in a little bit of a conundrum this week, doesn't it? It does. It does. It does. It does. If you can only give out one, do, one award... But you have two contenders. You must. What have we broken half? For the first time, break the Theorite of the Week award into two pieces, a point five, granting two people a 2.5 time Theorite of the Week. Woo! 2.5. We got to give it 2.5. Number one to Stephen Estep. He's been, been with us a long time. And also to the meme lord himself, Burmeister, for both of them just putting out constant, amazing fucking content. All the time. So both of All you from now on are two time, two time, two theoretic of the week. 2.5. 2.5 time. 2.5 time. 2.5 time. This week is hard. I mean, Burmeister uh, is always around on our Facebook uh, group making meme Pretty after goals. meme. Sometimes, honestly, it feels like he's making a meme minutes after we've said in real time a, a joke in real time. He's already made three. He's already, I guarantee he's already, he's already made, been made on this and, show. And, and and same with Stephen Estepe, always posting great stuff, always being a part like of Cosmic the, Channels. He's a, a big perfect. member on our Discord server. Um, so you know, kudos to you guys. You, you know, huge members of the uh, Theorite community. Um, the well, first and only 2.5 time the year of the weeks. Couldn't go to a better two guys. Yeah, greatly appreciated. Thanks. Thanks I for hope like. to have a beer with both of you sometime in the future. One day. It'll happen. Burmeester, especially for, you know, I've we'll said it before, you. I'm his muse, so. <laughs> we'll meet you guys at Colonial Williamsburg yeah. during the day. Point Noon sharp. <laughs> Spring 2022. We'll, we'll take you with Tim Scullion. With Tim Scullion. <laughs> We'll, we'll all sit around his large Samsung Galaxy tablet. Tablet. <laughs> Have a good time. All right. If you're not already supporting the show and you want to get early access to the case files, the bonus content, the live stream, the Discord, all the other stuff, head over to patreon.com slash alien theorist podcast or find the link in the podcast description. This week's newest supporters, Josh Smith, Madeline Gray, Mike Minviel, a full year pledge by William, Tim Lamb, Justice, and Kathleen, full year pledge by Sonia O'Donnell, full year pledge by right, Sony. <laughs> Sexy Christmas Fireplace Tim. That's All right. Great fucking name. Bogdan Krasian? God damn, sometimes you get one. Bogdan Krasian, and last but not least, Daniel Fraser. Thank you very much for supporting the show. Woo! And go check out the Ghostographer on YouTube. And as we always say at the end of this, 
these things. Keep those eyes on the sky. I'll see you in after hours. Anyone's ever got such a plug on our show uh, ever, dude? Well, For he's nothing. amazing. He deserves For it. Nothing. I fucking love he deserves it. it. He deserves it. One YouTube video. One. He's video. already he's already got four new subscribers. I read the article about him. I saw a couple of photos, and then I was like, "Holy shit!" He's awesome. <laughs> he's like he's like dog to bounty hunter, but for paranormal activity. <laughs> I, he's got I one it. video. How did you find that? I don't know, dude. I was I, I was in the YouTube rabbit hole, and then he popped up, and I was like, "What's what's?" Because it well, has nothing to do. With- yeah, he well, he writes the book. When you when you search Williamsburg Hodge, his stuff pops up. First. Oh, it did it did pop? But he's only got, usually like because YouTube's very like those algorithms are based on like popularity a lot of times. Well, I don't. I don't think it like ghost wise like his. Is-